Good morning and welcome back to day 13 of the Stars Lockdown Conversation Podcast. We're going to be chatting to you every day throughout lockdown about your lockdown experiences. And today I'm joined by fellow star journal Danny Hall. How are you doing, Danny? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Well, no, I keep saying very good. Nobody's very good this year. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. How are you finding lockdown take two? Um, I, I, I kind of hear people saying, oh, well, we're more prepared for it this time than we were last time. I don't think anyone can be fully prepared for something like this because you know it's such a, a strange situation isn't it still even though yeah. we've had a, a go at it first time around um keeping busy we were supposed to go away last week on holiday which obviously got cancelled which wasn't the best and that would have been nice to get away for a few days but i've been uh, keeping up with the stars lockdown podcast for yourself <laughs> i'm just sorry that you have to scrape the barrel and and come for me today but <laughs> we'll, we'll do what we can Oh, it's always so lovely to catch up with you. It's just a shame, as you say, we're having to do it remotely. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I know that you were quite, you just said there that you're keeping busy, which I think is kind of key in lockdown to surviving it. And I know that the first time round in lockdown number one, it's going to be like the world wars, isn't it? Lockdown one. Um, <laughs> by the way, please, I'm not being flippant. I'm not comparing this to a world war. Uh, but in lockdown one, um, I know you kept busy because you've been um, you've been writing a book. Yeah, yeah, well, as we've said before, kind of ghost writing, so I don't know if that counts no, <laughs> as much as writing it. But uh, yeah, it's the, um, for anyone who doesn't know, which there can't many people out there who still don't know, because I've banged on about it ever since it, it started. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, it's the autobiography of, of Paddy Kenny, the former Chef United Leeds QPR goalkeeper, um, who had an unbelievably up and down career and life as well, uh, on and off the pitch. He uh, had lots of highs and lots of real lows as well. So um, it came to me, I think we started it last November. Uh, so we had a, a few sessions face-to-face. Uh, and then obviously, whenever lockdown, was it, Mar- was it March time? Was it? It, was. it seems like long ago now. Um, we were forced to, to uh, like probably most of the population, to uh, work out what Zoom was and what Skype were all about. So we were forced, uh, <laughs> forced online, which... Had its own challenges but we luckily got through it uh, and then that was released in October um, so throughout lockdown that kept me uh, busy as well as working for the star as well so kind of any any spare time that I had was either brewed in a laptop or brewed in a laptop really so there was no other kind of respite from it but we got it done uh, it wasn't quite as quickly as the as the guy that you interviewed recently who wrote the book in was it six weeks or whatever it was yeah, um, ridiculous achievement, really. Um, in terms of books, it was quite a swift turnaround because, luckily, once he got going, you know, he's a he's a brilliant storyteller. He has some brilliant, you know, stories to tell. Uh, and once you get going, it just kind of flowed. So, yeah, I was quite grateful that 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 happened to kind of uh, take my mind off everything else that was happening in the world, really. During lockdown, we're all, uh, you know, using Zoom to keep in touch with our families and yeah. doing virtual quizzes and, and you're just uh, spending all your time chatting away to Paddy Kenny. Yeah, well, if you know my family, Nick, there were no chance of them getting on Zoom. Um, they can just about work a, a text message. So that was the only way that I had to keep in touch with, with them. You know, I've seen people's, you know, people's grandmas who are using Skype and Zoom and FaceTime or whatever. Uh, my nan does have an iPhone, in fairness, but um, I don't know how much she knows about how to use it. Oh. Um, but yeah, but it was, you know, I feel quite fortunate because, you know, if, if we'd have done this book 10 years ago, we would have really struggled with, you know, doing it as well mm. as we have done, you know, in terms of 
Um, obviously, we could have done it over the phone, but I think that kind of face-to-face, -face, you know, element of of things like this really does help when you're discussing. Because there were some really emotional times that he was talking about, uh, Paddy, during the, during the book, you know, just to give you a flavour. Um, you know, he, to, his, to his marriage, just broke down. He didn't see his kids for, you know, nearly a year because of all kind of um, goings on with social services. Um, you know, it, it left him on the brink of, of, of suicide. So there were some bits when he got really, he got really emotional. And, um, you know, luckily we, uh, we got through it. And yeah, the book, book came out in October and the, uh, the feedback's been really good so far. So uh, if there's any positives to come out of lockdown too, maybe a few more people will, uh, will purchase to, uh, to get them through it. I think it's brilliant that you, you had that focus. I think that's really what got so many of us through. Well, 2020 in general is having a focus, having something to pour your energy into. So, I mean, from a personal point of view, how did you find the first lockdown? You know, were you one of those people who had a great routine, who got up every day, got dressed, got ready, went out for a walk, you know, or like me, did you maybe struggle a little <laughs> bit more in the beginning um, and stay in your pyjamas a bit too long before finally giving yourself a shake? In a word, yeah. The, yeah. the big plan was to, like so many people, was to, you know, um, set up a gym in the basement, that kind of thing, um, which obviously we've turned our cameras off now, but you could probably tell that's not gone so well <laughs> if, if you saw the shape of me. Uh, but we did try and get a, a little bit of routine. Luckily, obviously, my this works from home as well, so neither of us were furloughed. Um, in the <laughs> in the first few weeks, we actually worked in the same room, and then we quickly not quickly knocked that on the head just in the living room, uh, and then we quickly knocked that on the head because we were spending literally, you know, twenty four hours a day <laughs> in the same room, and you know by the end of the day, there's nothing to talk about. So. We quickly made that decision for the for the sake of our relationship to, um, to kind of you know decamp to our respective offices uh, in the house. Uh, and yeah, we just tried to you know do the little things that we could do. Really, we had all the Zoom quizzes and all the mm. all that kind of stuff with friends in the first few weeks. We tried to get out and and walk every so often because you know touch wood, this has not affected us physically yet, but mentally, you know I think it's been tough on on everyone hasn't it um and i know it's you know we had things to look forward to like going away which then got cancelled which has been tough i know natalie was really looking forward to that um yeah i think it's just about kind of setting yourself little targets to get through it you know if if at the start of the, the lockdown someone said you're not going to be able to see your family for properly for six months or whatever it was you know i think that would been a big you know, like, wow, uh, kind of trying to get through it day by day, you know, just setting little, you know, sort of targets just to get through to the end of the week, do something relatively nice on the weekend. And that, I think that kind of helped the, the mental side of it as well. But it was tough because, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, in, in my job following Chef United, you know, I, I always had that. Everything we did was kind of gearing towards the, the game at the weekend where we Sheffield United were playing and obviously for three, four months or whatever it was, there was no football to look forward to. So that was quite tough. You know, that kind of big routine in your life. Obviously I've worked like that for, for years now and so I've that taken away and I've nothing to to really work towards. That was quite a difficult 
That is such a, a, a great point because, as you say, so much of our job, and I, I was the same way, so much of our job relies on people being out there and doing things for us to, yeah. to write yeah. about. Particularly in your case, you're talking about, you know, your, your job is to write about Sheffield United. So, mm. I mean, what, what the hell have you been doing for six months, Danny? That's <laughs> a good question. It's a good question. Looking back, I don't know how we got through it because, obviously, you know, we have these little periods during the summer normally when, you know, obviously the off-season or international breaks when there's no there's no games but there's always something going on in terms of you know there's signings or something's happening but through that period for a lot of time nobody had any idea what was going on you know we had people asking us you know when's when's football going to come back and we didn't know because nobody knew you know even the people far far higher up the food chain than we are nobody had any kind of clue about how to go about this and how to get football back so it was just a case of um, picking up a lot of, we did a lot of retro stuff, you know, people, I think, then more than ever, like to look back at the, you know, the good old days of when things were a lot easier in life. Um, and yeah, just trying to, you know, keep things different, you know, trying to keep people up to up to speed as much as we could. But, you know, there was weeks when you get on a Monday morning, sitting in front of your laptop and think, what now? <laughs> it just seemed to week after week so you know obviously like not comparing this to you know i had it far easier than you know people who actually did a, a proper job out there you know there's doctors and nurses and people who actually you know contributed during this pandemic so i'm not trying to you know get the railing out or anything or say that we were <clears throat> you know worse worse off than anyone else but you know everyone has their own situations don't they and you know yeah. Saw, yeah. At the start of the pandemic, I saw people say, well, you know, in the Second World War, people at our age were, were, you know, being shipped off to fight wars and all you've got to do is stay at home and do a Zoom quiz and not leave the house, you know. But, you know, it's all relative, isn't it, to what to the situation you're facing. So I don't think it made it any easier to, to look at it that way. Um, no. It's, for people our age, it is a... It has been a, a bit of a mental battle, you know, some people have dealt with it better than others. Uh, other people have done what I do and throw yourself into into another project as well as the day job to try and make the hours go by. Um, but yeah, it's been a, an interesting time. There'll be one to tell the, the grandkids in a few years when they, <laughs> when they won't leave. Oh God, grandkids, Danny, don't ages. Yeah, no, you're right. I know exactly what you mean. And as you say, you know, we're not trying to compare it to a world war because it's very different. Oh, definitely not. No, but definitely. at the same time, it is the only thing that people of our generation in our what are we now, Danny? We're in our thirties. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Only <laughs> it's the only real thing that we've we've had that's affected. I mean, it's, I think it's been a long time since we've had anything that's infected, affected the entire world. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And I think we've all had to find our ways to sort of deal with that. And for me in lockdown one, the hardest thing, um, having my daughter, my six-year-old home, and my husband and I both working in adjoining spare bedrooms, yeah. it was just the monotony. It was not knowing what day of the week it was. Whereas this time around, you know, the kids are still in school. There's still a bit of a structure to the week, which helps. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I listened to the, to the podcast with Ellen. Uh, as well about how you know I can't imagine going through this with obviously we haven't got children yet so it's, it would be completely difficult you know completely different sorry and difficult as well you know I don't think we'd be talking on this podcast about me writing a book if there was a, 
a child on the scene because I just <laughs> simply wouldn't have the time. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I suppose there was things out of the first lockdown that I don't, I don't want to say the word positives because it's difficult to, to really tag anything to that period as a positive, but how people, for the first time in a long time, seemed to kind of come together almost a lot. You know, we had all the yeah. You know, people finally seem to wake up to, you know, the work that people are getting in the NHS do. You know, that kind of, I think a lot of people kind of had their eyes open to, why me, you know, maybe I shouldn't take these, you know, these people for granted. Um, and it was like a bit of a community spirit kind of came back. Again, I'm not trying to compare it to the, to the war or anything like that, but they seem to be, um, you know, people seem to pull together quite a lot. Mm during the lockdown I think to try and get each other through it um, and now ever since, lock, ever since lockdown one ended that seems to have just completely disappeared um, in my view but it did kind of show to me that it can be done people you know can come together and you know the world's not a you know a blazing cesspit of people on Twitter calling each other all the names under the sun which is what seems to be the case now you know, I think I think that's you've hit the nail on the head. You know, we did we saw this sort of resurgence of community in lockdown one, which is yeah. so important. And I think we have to be really careful because, you know, the word positivity is a it feels a bit of a dangerous one to bandy around. Yeah. But at the same time, there has to be something good that can come out of such a, a difficult time. And if it is, you know, sort of remembering not to take those things for granted and to to spend time with our children and to turn off devices and go out for a walk yeah. together then I think we have to embrace them, which of course yeah. then brings us to 2021. Christmas is coming up. 2021 is around the corner. There's whisperings of a vaccine. You know, how are you feeling going into, you know, the end of this year? Are you feeling positive about the future? Um, actually, I was reading, I feel not embarrassed to say it, but when I was watching Boris's um, address about the vaccine and when he was talking about it, I actually got quite emotional um, thinking about the last time that my nan's 85 and lives on her own and she is genuinely the best person I've ever met in my life and obviously I've been to you know we see her through the window and that kind of thing but I, I was thinking when he was talking about the possible vaccine <clears throat> excuse me and about how you know I've not I've not spent quality proper time with her in what we're talking nine months yeah and like you don't really want to think about it but you think how long have these people got left you know you don't want to you know you don't want the last kind of months of that you have with them to be through a window and kind of speaking to them on the phone or something so that that kind of hope that both of the vaccine gave me it actually got quite emotional about it um just thinking about you know maybe there is kind of an end inside because <clears throat> excuse me, for months, you know, we talk about, you know, there's never been a vaccine for a coronavirus or something. I don't know how sure that is because I'm not a science man, but, you know, you don't get all these things thrown at you and you think, wow, you know, this, we might never be able to, to go out for a, you know, the little things like go out for a family meal or something or just go around and see her. And, you know, because if it's tough for us, Jesus, like, think about how tough it is for her. She's on her own. She has no kind of window to the, to the outside world apart from, TV, but you know, I can't imagine watching yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when all this bad news is going on, and like, you know, she can't get out and see anyone. So, 
you know, as tough as I thought I had it, you know, there's so many people worse off out there than, than we were, you know. We had so many ways to communicate with, with people. Um, and yeah, when he was talking about that, and, you know, a little, little light at the end of the tunnel, thinking about, you know, we might actually be able to, to go back to some kind of normal. Uh, yeah, I actually got a little bit emotional about thinking about it. You don't want to kind of get too ahead of yourself because, you know, there's always a chance that it'll get, you know, you hope to get dashed. So I didn't want to get too excited about it, but fingers crossed and touch wood, there is something, you know, something in the, in the offing. So, I agree. Yeah. I think we've all got, like you say, it's a light at the end of the tunnel and we've all got yeah. those people, haven't we? You're absolutely right. The people we have to remember that, you know, we, we think we have bad days and those people who are completely alone, the people who've been yeah. poorly, the people who've lost people, it's been such a heartbreaking year, but there is that light at the end of the tunnel now. And I think you're right. I think we're going to 2021 just focusing on that and, uh, yeah, just remembering that, that the little things, the, you know, picking up the phone to call people and reaching out to people is so important. So, yeah. Danny, thank you so, so much for coming and having a chat to us. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I hope you get to give your, your grandma a big squeeze really soon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> thank you. No problem. Take care. Me too.